0: Do you love maple syrup? Ever thought of making your own? Blaine's Farm and Fleet makes it easy with just a few key items. Stop in today for some friendly advice and all the supplies you need to tap and gather your sap.
1: It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith and me, Bob Bosold. Thursday morning at Wax. Good morning, shank of the day. Chore time, baby. Bob and Jill with it. Look at the chores this morning. And lots of FFA chores to do. as the 94th FFA convention down in Madison. will wrap up a little later this morning. couple of highlights of that. Uh, Casey Dank of Mondovi will give her retiring address as Wisconsin's uh, FFA president. And then, of course, the naming of the new president, from the uh, current members on the officer team who have decided that uh, they might want to be next year's president, we'll find out all that later on this morning. We do know the officers from our area, and uh, we got a couple of close ones that we'll uh, take a look at here.
0: Absolutely, we're going to talk to Jesse Thompson. He's from Galesville, Ettrick, Trempolo FFA. He was um, he does a lot of good things, and he got to be part of the new officer team.
1: Yeah, it's Section 3, and in our area, we do FFA programs with about 52 different schools, and we're reaching in Wax one, Sections 1, 2, 3, and 7, so we'll tell you who those officers are, other than Jesse in Section 3, coming up as we go along this morning. Plus, uh, we're still eating. We
0: are still eating.
1: Breakfast this weekend? <laughs>
0: oh, yes, we've got a lot of breakfast this weekend.
1: Yeah, so we got that coming up, and... Uh, smoke do you like smoke in the air man i came home yesterday afternoon from ffa i left down there about 334 o'clock and i got i don't remember exactly where but around black river falls
0: oh i thought oh good it looks like rain it's that smoke it's smoke it was smoky enough to cover up the sun
1: yeah that smoke well that's about as bad a day yesterday as i've seen around here but uh, that smoke from those canadian wildfires really really hanging on so again be careful with outdoor activities because uh, those aren't clouds. That's smoke out there. So, we got lots of things to talk about this morning, including the weather that, uh, well, is uh, an old movie.
2: Some like it hot. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: Well, there's going to be hot of rain 70s and 80s and 90s. I don't know how those guys talk that fast at the end of those commercials. They get about 30 seconds of words in about five seconds at the end, but. I'll talk a little slower here as far as our weather. Partly cloudy today and 76. Some of those clouds and smoke bombs from Canada still hanging around. We'll find out from Mike D'Andrea just exactly how long they're going to hang around. But 76, the high today, and that's going to be the cool day for the next few days. Friday, tomorrow, day one, that's, hey, don't forget... Stanley Rodeo, Father's Day Rodeo, Friday and Saturday evening. And, oh, it looks like good weather for the rodeo. Tomorrow it's going to be 82 and sunny. Saturday it'll be 87. A slight chance of rain, subtle dust at the rodeo grounds maybe a little bit. But, again, it's going to be warm from here on out. 87 on Saturday, 88 on Sunday. Monday, 89, 90 on Tuesday in full sun. We get that hot, it could uh, pop up some of those storms. So be careful. But 76, partly cloudy today. And uh, right now, we've got, uh, well, I'd call it a very pleasant 55 degrees outside. <laughs> it's a minute after 5. This is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire, Let's see what's going on.
3: NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. Former President Trump reportedly rejected a possible settlement with the DOJ to avoid an indictment in his classified documents investigation. The Washington Post reported on Wednesday that one of Trump's attorneys wanted to quietly negotiate a deal in the case as he felt Attorney General Merrick Garland might consider taking an exit ramp to avoid the prosecution of a former president. Trump was not interested after hearing more advice from other attorneys who suggested fighting prosecution instead. Newt Gingrich predicts that President Biden's alleged corruption will put Donald Trump back in the White House. Speaking on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show, the former Republican Speaker of the House claimed he's never seen such corruption in the Oval Office before.
2: They're going to go down in history
3: as probably the most scandal-ridden administration in American history. Republicans have been looking into whether the Biden family profited off their influence with foreign governments, but so far have not presented any hard evidence. Russian President Vladimir Putin is threatening to send more troops to Ukraine. Lisa Taylor reports. Speaking on Tuesday, Putin said Ukraine suffered catastrophic losses in attacks on Russian-occupied parts of the country. Ukraine has just begun its high-stakes counteroffensive and has announced some small victories, which Russia's government has disputed. Putin also repeated his claims that a dam that collapsed two weeks ago was destroyed on purpose by Ukraine. The incident caused intense flooding and caused a humanitarian and agricultural crisis. Putin's threat to take over more territory would create a sanitary zone to stop Ukraine from attacking Russia. I'm Lisa Taylor. The Federal Reserve is not raising interest rates for the first time in over a year. The central bank put a pause on its aggressive rate hikes that were used to combat inflation. This ends a string of 10 consecutive rate increases. And severe weather is slamming parts of the U.S. Tornadoes, high winds in excess of 80 miles per hour, and baseball sized hail were reported Wednesday throughout the southeast and the Gulf Coast. Forecasters say there were at least eight tornado reports. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Agriculture.
2: It's the Wisconsin Way of Life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's take a look at our weather, shall we? Brought to you by Chelsea Automotive Group. Hey,
1: you like Jeeps? They've got a great selection of new Jeeps right now. Just go to ChilsonMotors.com and take a look at them. And Boy, every time I drive down the road, Jill, I don't know about you, but I see they've got more mo- You know, a Jeep used to be a Jeep. Jeep's now they've coming. got more models of Jeeps than I can shake a stick at.
0: Every shape and size and every color, too. I saw some orange ones and some yeah. green ones.
1: And Oh, I know. You take the top off and the doors off or get a conventional Jeep. I don't know, but... Boy, you haven't seen Jeeps until you go to Chilson and see the lineup they got. Chilson Automotive Group, again, ChilsonMotors.com. Partly cloudy today, 76, some of that leftover smoke, I guess we'd call it, for lack of a better term, haze from those Canadian wildfires. 76 today, 47 tonight, overnight, and then uh, tomorrow, it's going to be sunny, 82. A little chance, I don't know, slight chance, whatever that means, we'll check with Mike. On Saturday, high of 87. Then, uh, again, getting warmer than that, 88 Sunday, 89 Monday, 90 on Tuesday, and lots of sunshine as well. And it's a pretty nice morning, 48 in Rice Lake right now, Medford 47, Wausau at 55, 53 in Marshfield, 60 in Lacrosse, Green Bay 57, Madison Sun Prairie 59, Milwaukee at 61, and right now it's 55 here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area.
2: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, the
1: Alliance Bank folks are busy people. Saw them at the Peppin County breakfast this last Saturday, helping out, doing, uh, I don't know, flipping pancakes, whatever. Whatever needed to be done, the Alliance Bank folks were helping out, as everybody does during June Dairy Month, and that's a good thing. Rural Mutual Insurance. Saw them at the state FFA convention yesterday as well, career show. So a lot of folks supporting agriculture in Wisconsin and uh, support those folks that do support agriculture. They, uh, they're they good folks. We're all in this together, so to speak. Well, Jill, let's take a look at our rural mutual insurance markets. Where are the numbers for livestock?
0: Choice-fed beefsteers are 179 to 192 with mixed at 137 to 177. Choice fed beef heifers are 179 to 193 with mixed at 117 to 177. Choice fed Holstein steers are 151 to 161 with select and silage fed steers 112 to 149. Cows are 80 to 107 with a top of 133. Bulls are 95 to 120. Butcher hogs are 40 to 104 with sows at 30 to 34 and a half, and boars at 10 to 15. New crop market lambs are 120 to 150. There's no quote from the old crop market lambs. Feeder lambs are 50 to 175. Ewes are 10 to 115. Small goats are 25 to 150. Medium goats are 125 to 295. Large goats are 150 to 500. And nanny goats are 1750 to 290.
1: At the Mercantile Exchange yesterday, livestock prices, uh, cattle were down across the board. Hogs were higher. June live cattle 177.45 at the close down $1.97. August 170.97 down 295. October down 290 at 174.12. And December live cattle 177.65 down 285. Feeder cattle for August 235.90 at the close down 455. September 239.12 down 427. October 241.20. That's down 410. November down 405 at 242.35, and January down 445 at 241.25. Hogs were hired. June lean hog carcass contracts, 87.20 at the close. That was up 7. July at 92.77. That was up 217. August hogs, 89.67, up 225. And October closed at 79.87. That was up 157.00. And taking with the Board of Trade, uh, a little change in the day trade yesterday. As traders are really unsure of this rain situation out there. Overnight, though, a little bump in some of the prices. December corn up 8 cents overnight at 5.53. The oats are unchanged to a little lower at 3.96. The December wheat was up a nickel at 6.65. November soybeans jumped 21 cents overnight, sitting at 12.61 this morning. December meal up 530 a ton at 37990 these dairy markets continue to be not good to say the least and I'll tell you one of the major conversations I had with so many people what's going on with all the milk dumping and uh, there's a lot of milk dumping out around the countryside which is making farmers sick you produce all that product and you have to dump it down the drain not a good situation that's for sure but uh, prices indicate that uh, you know plants don't have the capacity, they don't have the workers, and uh, it's uh, it's just not a good situation all around. And the responsibility falls in in some various places. But uh, it's not a good situation, and the prices are reflecting. Barrel cheese down two and a quarter at one fifty-two and three quarters. The block's down a cent and a half at a dollar thirty-nine. Butter did go up three and a quarter yesterday. At $2.38 and a half, but the Class Three for June uh, down four cents at fifteen oh five. As we get closer to fourteen dollar milk, the last time we had milk under fifteen dollars back in May of twenty twenty, when it dropped all the way to twelve dollars and fourteen cents. But then the next month in June, it jumped up to twenty one oh four. As far as the Class Three, but uh, I don't see any big jumps coming. Again, June, 1505, July down 24 at 1556, August down 28 at 1631, September down 28, 1729, October down 25 at 1788. Oh, boy. All right, well, things are going to get better. We'll talk about some uh, young people that had a successful event, and everybody was down there successful State FFA convention. They'll wrap up later on this morning. We'll talk about that coming up, but first of all, let's see what Matt's got
2: on his mind, shall we? Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Jill was
1: down at the FFA convention on Tuesday, and you talked to some folks, including one young man at, uh, coming away from the convention. Very successful, Jill.
0: Very successful. I talked to Jesse Thompson. He's part of the Galesville Ettrick Trempolo FFA and he was the first place winner in the ag education proficiency. But I talked to him before. He knew he was first place, and he was also running for the state office position for Section 3, and he was successful.
4: So my proficiency and or SAE project, basically my goal with my project is to educate the public to know where your food comes from. I started talking to students in my mom's classroom about chicken life cycles and we'd hatch eggs each year. My mom's a kindergarten teacher at Trimple Elementary. So that was really my intro to this proficiency area and it really just expanded as I started to travel showing dairy cattle at the Wisconsin State Fair and actually had a young fairgoer come up to me and ask me if my brown Swiss cow was going to make chocolate milk and I laughed a little bit and chuckled but he was serious and he actually thought that My brown cow made chocolate milk. And that was a point where I had to take a step back and realize how important projects such as this are to agriculture and our world in general. Who else have you told your story to? My role as Trumpeville County Farm Bureau Ag in the Classroom Coordinator and Ag Promotions Chair. This is my second year serving in that role. I like to travel. My favorites are third through fifth grade. They're getting to their stage where they're interactive. You can get them engaged. You don't have to take the content level lower, but you can also do some really um, innovative, creative activities with these students.
0: So are you getting right out in the classroom?
4: Yeah. So a lot of my experience is in the classroom and a website I designed and developed to help students who want to start an SAE in this category and teachers that can use that.
0: And as we mentioned before, you're one of the top five. You get to go across that big stage. Do you know what you get from going across that stage other than the satisfaction of being one of the top five in the state?
4: Yeah, definitely. So going across the stage means, like you said, you're one of five, and a lot of people like to refer to that as the money round. So we have a very generous sponsor, Wisconsin Public Service, that every state finalist that walks on that stage will go home with a certain amount of money depending on their placing, which is awesome because... You know, if I receive this money, I plan to put it right back into my SAE. You also get your gold um, pin for your jacket.
0: And you're going across the stage a few more times. I actually saw you earlier this afternoon. You're running for state office.
4: I've dreamed of serving as a state officer and serving members since I came to my first convention in eighth grade. I saw state officers walk across the stage, inspire members, and it's just something that I would love to do.
0: And it was so fun to talk to Jesse. He has a lot of things going. And he was elected to Section 3 state officer uh, from the Galesville Electric Trempolo. I don't think they've had many from down there.
1: No, I was just trying to think. I don't remember a G.E.T. officer in the recent past. I'm sure they have, but it sounds like Jesse's really dedicated.
0: And it was so fun to talk to him about going into the classroom and, well, being from the classroom and talk, tell our story. Tell the agricultural story. And he really did a nice job down there.
1: All right. So, and we've got more in the FFA. In fact, uh, we'll get some of our farm news, taking a look at more of the results from the FFA, the rest of the state officers,
2: and a whole lot more coming up on Wax. Sponsored by Northside Elevator. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Before we go to our farm news, we're going to hear from our Northside Elevator is our sponsor for our farm news. Their price cash cash prices for loyal is, corn is six oh three, and soybeans are thirteen seventy thirteen sixty seven in Arcadia. Corn is six oh eight, and soybeans are thirteen seventy two, and our. Uh, Farm News are sponsored by Northside Elevator. And yesterday noo- afternoon at the 94th Wisconsin State FFA Convention, 383 state FFA degrees were awarded to members who meet the requirements for community service, project value, and or time invested, and academic guidelines.
1: That's a new record, 383.
0: That is a new record, and only 1% of the membership does qualify for that state degree. Um, possibility. All
1: right, what else?
0: And the degree is the highest degree that the state can award to members. Um, among those state degree recipients, members judged to have the outstanding programs move on to the star finalist round, selected as stars over Wisconsin, or Jacob Harbaugh of the Bigfoot in star and agribusiness. Henry Corner, also a Bigfoot, as the star in agri-science. Ethan Lulich of Mauston, the star in egg placement. And Nathan Seitz of Pulaski, recognized as Wisconsin's star farmer. And the new state officer team was also announced last night. And from Section 1, Brooke Whitrock from Bloomer was the new state officer. Sophie Kaler from Chippewa Falls FFA will represent Section 2. Jesse Thompson from Gale Etrick Tremplow FFA will represent members in section three. And from section seven, Lizzie Reinhart from the Granton FFA will serve on the officer team.
1: And we'll get more as far as the FFA convention because they're not done yet, but we're gonna hear about the corn Mexico and GMOs next right here on
2: WAC. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
5: Drama continues to unfold between the United States and Mexico after Mexico announced it would stop buying certain genetically modified corn in 2024. This is corn that has traits that make it resistant to drought or pests, for example. The United States has requested a consultation with Mexico under the USMCA to resolve this dispute arguing Mexico's decision is not based on science. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, and I caught up on this dispute with Ken Rosenau. He's a fourth-generation corn grower who serves on the Wisconsin Corn Promotion Board. He's also a representative to the U.S. Grains Council, and he tells me why Wisconsin could be impacted if Mexico stops buying GM corn. But first, he gives us some background on the situation.
6: At the end of 2020 that Mexican president issued a decree stating that they would start to ban GMO corn in Mexico starting in 2024. Now, this was, uh, very upsetting to all of us who grow corn here in Wisconsin and throughout the United States. We really weren't understanding how this could happen. And then just recently in February, actually, when, uh, Many uh, or a few of us from Wisconsin were at the U.S. Grains Council meeting. The Mexican president issued another decree, and this time he changed it from all corn to just uh, basically corn for human consumption, which is basically the white corn that they use for their tortillas.
5: Describe to me what do they mean by genetically modified corn and how much that encompasses corn in the U.S.?
6: Sure. Well, genetically modified corn is really a common thing here in the U.S. Uh, It can include such things as resistance to herbicide. Uh, Now there's traits out that give us uh, protection from drought. There's uh, traits that help us protect our crops from insects and so on. And I believe right now probably at least 90% of all the corn raised in the U.S. is GMO corn.
5: And then how important is Mexico to our corn exports?
6: Mexico is very important. It's really our number one corn importer that buys corn from us uh, once or twice. I believe China has uh, upped them out of being number one. But mostly it's been Mexico, and Mexico is number one again right now. So it's very, very important to all corn growers in the U.S.
5: Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why the United States has now requested a a dispute settlement case.
6: That's right. Just recently, Catherine Tai, the U.S. Trade Representative, brought this forth. So uh, then I believe they have a time to respond. And I think in, I think, about 75 days or so, then uh, it goes to a panel if it's not uh, settled before then. The decree was set to go into place in 2024, so it... It hasn't really happened yet, so they're still buying a lot of corn from us. I think from the last uh, year, which I have uh, figures for here, it was like about 16.9 million metric tons, and uh, a metric ton is about 39.3 bushels, so it's a lot, a lot of corn. In um, 2022, in Wisconsin here, we produced 545... Million four hundred thousand bushels of corn, which is about thirteen point nine million metric tons. If we sold all all the corn we produced in Wisconsin as grain, that would be about eighty three percent of what uh, Mexico would import in about a year. So it's a significant amount of corn.
5: Does Wisconsin corn tend to go to Mexico, or Wisconsin farmers, would they be severely impacted by these decrees from Mexico in 2024? Well, no,
6: I don't think a lot of corn from Wisconsin actually goes to Mexico, but Wisconsin farmers would still be severely impacted by this. As you know, um, corn is really a general commodity now, and it's uh, affected on the world market, so no matter... What happens? The price of our corn here is still pretty much determined by what goes on on the board of trade. Yeah, Wisconsin farmers would be very, very affected because the price we get would be greatly decreased by if such a thing were to happen. Even just the rumors of it happening would uh, be devastating, you know, because you know how things go on on uh, the markets here. It, It just takes one little thing and you can lose 30 cents, you know, in a couple of hours here or whatever. So, yes, if it if it actually would happen, Mexico, as I said, is still the number one importer of US corn. So, if that would happen, it would be very, very serious.
5: If Mexico did stop buying genetically modified corn from the United States, would you be scrambling to find new export markets?
6: Well, we're we're always doing that through all the things that have gone on with China, too, as I said, you know, they have been number one once in a while, too. And, you know, then when they pull out, that really uh, helps us to know that we really need to diversify our markets. And uh, we, we also are continuing to do that. But Mexico is such a good market for us, and we re- we really want to keep that. In fact, just in the last uh, couple weeks, a delegation from the U.S. Greens Council traveled down there, and they've met with uh, some of the groups of top importers down there. And these people really don't want this to happen. They realize how important it is to them. So they're uh, really working with us to try to get things straightened out.
5: You've got to think that this would have implications for Mexico too, to all of a sudden stop taking such an important commodity and have to get it elsewhere for likely a a higher price. Is, Is that part of the persuasion?
6: Well, that's exactly right. It it would be uh, increased cost to them. And and I think um, a a study was done, even if it were to go into effect just for the white corn that they use for human food, even though we don't send a lot of that down there, I think the study showed that in the first year that this would take place, it would increase the cost of their tortillas by... 40%, and then in years down the road, it would probably hover around 16%. But I I really have to bring out here, you know, how significant a thing this is, because the GMO traits have, uh, you know, been proven safe through all health organizations, through USDA, through the World Health Organization. This is a sound science, and it's something you know, that we really have to draw a line in the sand on because, uh, you know, if we allow people to start doing things like this that go against sound science, where is it going to end?
1: And again, that's Ken Rosno, very active with the corn growers, and he's right on sound science. Why do we have science if we're not going to follow it? All right. Mexico, the GMOs, is a tough situation right now. We'll see. uh, We're in a complaint situation of uh, getting a board together to see who's right us or mexico i don't know if they're gonna have scientists on that panel or not but we'll find out god it's busy this week rocky over at premier livestock we'll hear what he's got to say next
2: wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report well the week is far from over for rocky and the gang over there at premier
1: livestock in withy let's uh, catch up with Ro- rocky this morning have you noticed driving around did you uh, Take a look at that smog. It was noticeable yesterday, that haze from that was, Canada. It's just crazy. Yeah, it was really something. I'll tell you, I noticed it when I was driving back from Madison. It just got thicker and thicker and thicker. <laughs> well, you've, uh, you've got a busy week. You're not done yet. Today's the last trading day, but uh, then we'll talk about that sale. But how do the first three days go this week? Uh, Thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning,
7: everyone. Uh, we had yet- yesterday. We had our dairy cattle auction, uh, big dairy cattle auction, guys. We sold two hundred and eighty head of dairy cattle. Four complete tie stall herds. Uh, auction also featured several reputation loads of parlor freestall cows. Uh, had a big crowd yesterday. We had our free ice cream sale yesterday. Uh, didn't get a chance to count it up, but boy, we went through a lot of it yesterday. Uh, top supreme fresh cows yesterday, two thousand all the way up to three thousand. Uh, many- the other good cows from 1,500 to 1,975. Top spring and heifers, 1,500 to 2,175. Those lesser quality and blemish cows and spring and heifers, 1,475 and down. Next week, Wednesday's dairy cattle auction, we got one herd of parlor freestall cows, uh, predominantly Holsteins, few crossbreds in there, also two fancy loads of fresh parlor freestall cows, including a fancy load of fresh Jersey Cross two- and three-year-olds, uh, they're coming out of a Jersey Cross herd with a 26,000-pound herd average. Also next week, Tuesday, now that's our special feeder cattle auction, bred beef cow and beef breeding bull auction. Uh, got a nice run there, all the details on the website on that. Tomorrow, Friday, that's our large farm machinery auction. Uh, we'll be selling in three rings all day. we got food on site. Uh, if you guys got time, come on over and inspect the equipment today. You can uh, test drive, start the stuff up, check it out, uh, and you can save some time if you want to go ahead and get your bidder's number today in the office. Um, and if you're not, may come in the sale, you're busy, and you, you want to buy online, make sure you get pre registered uh, for online buying today through equipmentfacts.com. You can also go to our website. The link to that is on there sale order is set so if you go on the website uh just make sure you're looking at both rings we got ring one ring two and that will be the order sale another thing if you guys are online and you put a bid on an item um that will also remind you when that item is coming up for sale by an email or a text so any questions give us a call uh 715-229-2500 and that's how it shaped up. all
1: right go to bed early tonight you got a big day tomorrow all right. Sounds good. we will tell you about it Monday. All right. Thanks, Rocky. That's Rocky over there at Premier Livestock in Withy, And we'll find out about that smoke and haze and are we going to get some rain? Are we not? Mike Dandry is going to join us next, courtesy of Tractor Central.
2: Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's go to Skywarn 13 the weather room.
1: Mike Dandry is up and at him and with us and boy mike i was coming back from madison yesterday afternoon and i thought for sure when i got to this side of Toma and towards
8: black river father ah good we're gonna have some rain Uh, no that wasn't the reason nope it was it was dark that's for sure but uh it was the smoke that was sticking around and uh yeah that was a lot of it was near the surface and we had some of the worst air quality uh towards the nation most of that towards uh minnesota But for today, we are expecting some improvements in our air quality towards the surface. We'll still have some of that smoke hanging around in the mid to upper levels. That'll filter out some of that sunshine that we're expecting. And that said, temperatures likely hang out into the mid 70s. Some of that haze sticks around tonight, but otherwise partly cloudy to mostly clear, dipping into the upper 40s. Later on tomorrow, though, mostly sunny getting into the upper 70s, low 80s. And we start to see a little bit more of that actual sunshine. Until Saturday, then a few clouds start to roll in and potentially give way to a chance at a shower or storm. Now, recent guidance has been pulling back a little bit on those uh, shower chances. Just something to watch over the next couple of days. But it can be drying out on Sunday and into Monday, and we continue cranking up the heat. Father's Day hanging out in the mid 80s and going into the middle of next week, we have quite a few chances at hitting 90 with a good bit of sunshine to go with it. Right now, we do have some smoke still in the mid and upper levels of the atmosphere. Temperature of 52 degrees in Eau Claire.
1: All right. Well, we're going to sweat. But we get up 80s and 90s, and that usually fires off a few storms.
8: It does when we have uh, higher humidity, but it doesn't look like we'll have the humidity along with Uh it, which, I mean can be a good thing in in terms of being comfortable outside, but I think that uh, we all really want that rain.
1: You're a spoil sport. I thought for sure I was going to talk you into saying, yeah, get your umbrella We're going to have a (laughs) sport. I wish I could say that. (laughs) So do I. Thanks, Mike. You bet. There you go. That's Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13 taking a look at our weather. We're going to take a look at news. Morgan's going to join us next, courtesy of Ag Country Farm Credit Services.
2: Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's get into the newsroom. Morgan McCarthy is with
1: us. And Morgan, I know uh, Siggy is only about 4th or 5th grade, but you're from Boyceville, originally, so you must know. Do you know the Shlue family?
9: No, oh, yeah. I went to school with the Shlues. Oh, did you? Yeah. And and uh, been, you know, I know many of them. Abby? Abby you, yeah. She's FFA involved. And did you talk to her at uh, she State? She
1: reminds me so much of you.
9: Oh. No, man. seriously.
1: No, I'm serious <laughs> about this. She does. I mean, she she is so outgoing and so bubbly, and she came up to Bob, how you doing? <laughs> you know, uh, she's so positive mm-hmm. and Very uh, involved. Very oh, very involved. involved. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, she's confident, uh, positive, involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's just the kind of kid you want to have, especially like if you're a teacher, to have someone, FFA advisor, to have someone like that to help lead and more or less jack up the rest of the members, so to speak. I mean, she's just, a, she's a sweetheart. And uh, Abby Schlough is a... What a wonderful young lady over there.
9: Well, that's how we raised them in Boyceville. It must yeah. be something in the pickle juice. <laughs> I think that's how it works up there, right? Well,
1: maybe maybe their parents got a little Boyceville gold, too.
9: <laughs> Whatever, it however happen. it
1: happened, but Abby's a great well, young congrats. lady. congrats. Yeah,
9: so, I'm glad yeah. you made some yeah. connections. Lots of good yeah. kids doing good oh, things yeah. at the they're state really level are. right now. Those those blue coats are worn by a lot of our great youth, and you uh, we're proud are. to have them there.
1: Unfortunately, not all the news is that good, and I don't know what you've got today, so tell us.
9: Well, I'll try to not bring down the mood too much here, but we will update you with what's Going on around our area, and that includes ahead to the courts in Chippewa. Good morning. Now here's what we're learning today. We can tell you that a Minneapolis man is looking at a $1,500 fine after drunkenly calling 911 and threatening to kill the family of a teenager who killed Lily Peters. With 715 newsroom coverage, John DeMaster has these details, including what was handed down from the bench.
3: Chippewa
8: Falls police say Herbert Badlish from St. Paul called one week after Peters' death last year and made the threats. He said he was frustrated and mad about the case. Badlitch later said he was drunk when he made the call. It wasn't a threat to anyone. A Chippewa County judge yesterday fined him for disorderly conduct. I'm John DeMaster.
9: Well, the third day of searching for a missing Sauk County teenager at Devil's Lake State Park again coming up empty. We've been following this all week as it was to start the week. The the sheriff's office in that area said they've been looking for 13-year-old James Yablonski who had left his house late Sunday. Dozens of deputies and others joining the effort to scour woods again yesterday. On Monday, they had found that makeshift camp, which they said was good news. They'll continue the search later today. Across the state, two people dead after a small plane went down in Watertown. Oh, no, It happened yesterday morning at Brantquick Park, which is near Watertown's small airport. No one's saying exactly what brought the plane down, though now the FFA is investigating. As we look to some action here in downtown Eau Claire, the days of moving your car one spot are coming to an end. During a vote around the meeting table, they voted to end reparking, which is when someone moves their car one space over to continue to take advantage of that two hours free parking. And the new rules require people to move the car at least a block over. They're hoping to free up some of the parking hiccups downtown. And we also take a little bit of a trip, not to our own downtown, but to another city across the Union. If you're wondering who's top of the list, it seems the Big Apple keeps a spot. How does that work? Natalie, tell According us more.
10: According to a recent report from Real Estate and Travel Group Resonance Consultancy, New York City beat out 99 other cities across the country, with Chicago coming in second on the list and Los Angeles placing third. After COVID chased thousands of people out of New York City, residents says people are returning with the tourism and real estate industries rebounding. The group ranks cities on six categories, including place and prosperity. The company touted New York's renovations at travel hubs like JFK and LaGuardia, along with its cultural vibrancy. I'm Natalie Migliori, And the NBC bright News lights in the New big
9: York. city are always fun, but we like it better back in the barn. And personally, let's head there now with Bob Bolso, Jill Welke and your Midwest Farm Report. On wax 104.5 you know
1: big cities and I know you're not afraid of the big city you went to college in Boston mm-hmm. but I talked to so many people about going to New York and I wouldn't go there I said, well, you don't have to live there, but you got to visit. New York is the most important city in the world.
9: It really is and in terms of cities, history yeah. and being a hub for a lot of the foundation of the union. And it's one of those things, just I think you hit it on the head. You don't have to stay there, but get the experience. It's kind of like what my uh, great-grandma used to say when she would make lutefisk. You don't have to eat it, but you got to try it. you got <laughs> that, to try it.
1: Uh, that's, uh, every, <laughs> I think every grandmother said that, that's for sure. <laughs> you
9: don't but, have to clean your yeah. plates, but you got to at least try it. Oh, uh, that's for sure.
1: Uh. <laughs> Left side, uh, not lutefisk.
9: There <laughs> I'll, are exceptions. You double you up on try. the left side. Leave the lutefisk to someone else, <laughs> right?
1: That's one of those things. Remember, when kids used to, you know, you get uh, uh what is it, uh, Spanish rice? Yeah, and you a pile of it and you just kind of move it around the plate to look like you tried it just-
9: oh yeah moms <laughs> yeah. aren't onto to that at all no, right no, no they can't figure that out no no, no. no i
1: guess not <laughs> all right we'll talk to you later it's a date bob there goes morgan in the newsroom
2: this morning on WAC. Wax one hundred four point five and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And it's almost a quarter to six here in Wax. We got lots of markets to get to, but uh, again, maple syrup production in Wisconsin not too bad, but not the best ever, Jill. What's the numbers?
0: Well, here in twenty, the well, year in twenty twenty three, there was four hundred two thousand gallons produced, but that is down forty one thousand gallons from last year, according to data released by the USDA's National Agricultural Statistics Service last week. 985,000 tree taps were part of the sap collection. That's an increase of 65,000 from 2022. Wisconsin maple syrup collectors were fourth in the nation in production behind Vermont, New York, and Maine. Nationwide maple syrup production totaled 4.2 million gallons, but that is down 15% from last year. Producers tapped almost 13.5 million trees this spring, but that is 4% fewer than last year.
1: And, uh, you know, I talked to producers, I don't know if this is still the number, but, you know, the tapping of of trees, 985,000 in Wisconsin, they say that's 2-3% of all the maple trees that could give us sap, but, I mean, it's a job, that's work, doing that maple syrup.
0: Well, and I've learned more about how they can't even suck the sap out of the trees. In oh yeah, we got vacuum. Situations.
1: Vacuum now. Yeah. I
0: never would have guessed.
1: Yeah, modern technology moving to the sugar bushes. That's for sure. All right, we got to get to markets.
2: Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax one oh four point five and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: It's thirteen minutes before six o'clock. Fifty-two degrees out there, and it's time to hear from Brittany and Baron Equity. For Fed
5: Cattle, our Choice Beef steers and heifers sold one forty to one fifty five. High yielding choice holstein steers sold one twenty to one thirty, choice holstein steers were one ten to one nineteen, and unfinished steers and heifers were one oh nine and down. As for cold cows, the top twenty percent sold from a to a dollar sixteen, topping at a dollar fifty. Sixty percent sold from sixty-one to one oh eight, and the bottom twenty percent were sixty and down. Cull bulls, they sold from $1.5 to $1.18, with thin, full, and bulls over one ton discounted. As for our feeder cattle, beef feeder bulls sold one forty to one ninety nine. Beef feeder heifers were one ten to one forty nine. Our next sheep, goat, and small animal sale is June 17th. If you would like to consign animals to that sale, please reach out ahead of time so we can get them advertised. Also, if you would like someone to come out and look at your livestock or have any questions, please contact us at 715-537-5618.
2: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Let's head south to Sparta Equity and hear from Hut Eben. Fed cattle
10: market today with the beef steers selling steady. With the Highland Choice Beef Steers and Heifers 184 to 192 the top of 194. The Choice and Select Beef Steers and Heifers 168 to 183. The Beef and Dairy Cross Steers one sixty to one eighty, slightly lower market on the Holsteins with the Highland Choice Holstein, steers one fifty one to one fifty eight. Choice and select Holstein steers one forty to one fifty with the unfinished steers. Heifers and heavy steers ninety four to one thirty now nine. Cow market steady to slightly lower with the high yielding cows, a dollar to a dollar fifteen, topping at one twenty. The cutters and utilities, eighty four to ninety nine, with the low yielding and canter cows, forty three to eighty three cents. Bulls steady, most bulls bringing one ten to one twenty five. With the thin, full of bulls over a ton going at a dollar nine and down. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Thursday, June fifteenth, for our special dairy and feeder sale. With dairy cows starting at twelve noon. Followed by Feeders at 1230. This is Hot Aiming to Equity Live. in Sparta with this marketing update. And we thank you for your business.
2: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Hi, let's get over to the Equity
1: Stratford sale barn. Jerry Fitzgerald up in Adam with us. Hey, Jerry, have you guys had that smoke over in central Wisconsin, that Canadian wildfire stuff?
11: Uh, yes, we have. And I, I know you, you guys were talking about it earlier on the show here this morning, but uh, it's uh, it was after, after we got the rain over the weekend, the first couple of days this week wasn't so bad, but no. it's it getting to be more prevalent yesterday.
1: Yeah, yesterday was really nasty. It was kind of like, like your days in high school with smoke all around you.
11: <laughs> well, <laughs> Something burning. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we won't go to that. Okay, but, uh, well, let's go to the markets.
1: How'd we do yesterday? <laughs>
11: So we better t- tell something that's real positive here. Bob, thank you and a very good morning to everyone. The summary from yesterday, Wednesday here at Equity Stratford. Uh, we'll start out with a feeder cattle sale yesterday. A lot of feeder cattle sale, or feeder, at the, feeder cattle at the sale here yesterday. Feeder cattle continue to be in a very, very strong market. Lighter weight beef steers and heifers yesterday selling mostly from $1.85 all the way up to two eighty five and some lighter weight cattle. A uh, middle beef steers and heifers mostly from one sixty to two twenty five and your heavier short term cattle mostly one thirty to one ninety one on the Holstein line yesterday. Lighter weight Holstein feeder steers uh, pretty much selling from one forty to one ninety. We did have a package of started calves yesterday. Started Holstein calves at three oh eight per pound. So and your heavier Holsteins shorter term cattle mostly from 125 Uh, all the way up to 157 on some heavier Holsteins. So good market on the feeder cattle continues. We'll get into the uh, market auction. That's also fully steady. On the fed cattle trade yesterday, choice grading Holstein steers are selling mostly from uh, $1.44 to $1.58. High-yielding choice Holsteins yesterday, 158 to 162. Select grading cattle under finished cattle, mostly 135 and below. On the cow market yesterday, high-yielding fleshy Holstein and uh, beef cows yesterday were selling mostly from uh, 98 to $1.20. we had some very fancy high yielding beef cows from one twenty $1.20 to one twenty five. Uh, most of the cows yesterday from seventy seven to ninety seven. Those are your average cows, light carcass cows, your cows, seventy five and below. On the calf market this week, good quality Holstein bull calves uh, mostly from one seventy five to three fifty. Uh, earlier in the week, a lot of bull calves from three fifty up to four twenty. Your heifer calves mostly from fifty to a dollar. Again, earlier in the week, uh, several of these fancier heifer calves, mostly from 140 to 160. Beef calves, very very strong, 300 to 575. And again, earlier in the week, all the way up to 640 on those beef calves. And we are at Thursday. Our auction this morning does start at 11 o'clock. Market auction today. Cows, uh, of course, uh, bulls, uh, fed cattle, baby calves. We'll get to those a little bit after the lunch hour. Just a reminder, uh, next week, uh, uh, upcoming next week, will be another dairy auction on Tuesday, June 20th. Um, and also, our next feeder cattle sale will be June 21st, next Wednesday. Also, as part of that feeder sale, we do have our special beef breeding bull sale next week, Wednesday. A lot of bulls consigned. We also got uh, several groups of beef cows for that sale, a lot of feeder cattle. So if you've got cattle that consign, let us know. We'll throw them on the list for you. And, uh, again, that will be next Wednesday at 1230. So, Bob, we'll send her back to you. And just a note before we leave here, I was listening before... Bob,
1: when was the last time we were talking at cheese at $1.39? Yeah, it's it's not good, Jerry. There are so many things. Uh, production is up. Plant capacity is down. Worker numbers are down. I mean, some of the weekends they've uh, had to shut down the plants. I heard a story down in Madison. The, one of the power companies down that way had asked some of the cheese plants to reduce their production, to reduce use of electricity. There's just so many... So many marbles in the pot here that uh, it's no one thing. I mean, plant capacity is not what it used to be. Uh, Is that you know uh, just a lot of things going on? It's not a good situation, that's for sure.
11: You know what's really frustrating is uh, the the folks out there at the at the ground level. They have. We know how to produce such a great product, and yet our infrastructure and our distribution system is so faulty in this century that that's really very frustrating.
1: It really is. I mean, they've grown up their whole life producing food. And when you produce it out of the cow and it goes right down the drain before it ever leaves the farm, it's, it's a sad story. That's for sure. Hopefully it'll get better. Hey, we'll talk to you tomorrow.
11: Yeah, you guys enjoy the day, and uh, uh, for our, I don't know about the Twins fans, but our Brewer fans, uh, you guys can uh, take a day off and rest.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not a bad idea. Brewer's not going well. And the folks at Synergy Co-op bringing us the market. Let's take a look. Board of Trade yesterday was kind of quiet. But overnight it's a movement. December corn up eight at five fifty three. The oats down a fraction of three ninety six. December wheat up a nickel at six sixty-two. November soybeans up twenty-one cents overnight at twelve sixty-one. Meal up five thirty a ton at three hundred seventy-nine dollars and ninety cents. At the country elevators.
0: Northside elevator loyal location, corns at six oh three with soybeans at thirteen sixty-seven. In Arcadias, corn's at six oh eight with soybeans at thirteen seventy-two. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location. Corn's at five five seventy three and soybeans
1: are at thirteen fifty two on the DTM screen. Corn today at Golden Plump six hundred four a bushel. Baldwin five seventy one and thirteen forty seven. Corn at Durand is five sixty two. The beans thirteen forty two. Mondovi and Elmwood both have corn at five sixty five. Beans thirteen forty seven. Fall Creek five sixty two on the corn thirteen seventeen on the beans. Osceola five seventy three and thirteen forty seven. Corn at Elk Mount 581. Beans, 1360. Sparta, 596 and 1338. Ellsworth, we've got 554 on the corn, 1307 on the beans. At the ethanol plants, corn at Boyceville, 593. Stanley, 588. And the Richmond Grain Facility, 578. Barrel cheese, down two and a quarter, 152 and three quarters. The blocks, down a cent and a half, 139. Butter, up three and a quarter at 238 and a half. Class three for June, down four at 15.05. July, down 24 at 15.56. August, down 28, 16.31. September, also down 28, 17.29. October, down a quarter, 25 cents, 17.88. And again, 52 right now. We're looking for about oh, 76
2: today, partly cloudy. Should be a pretty nice day. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.
3: Food, water,
9: shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard.
0: Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy
9: all year long.